Yo, yo, and we are live. Welcome back to the Digital Careers Podcast. I'm in the stew with Alex, exactly. aka DJ Waves. Um, Alex Gebrat, aka DJ Waves, is a Perth-based DJ. Waves music and fashion taste is influenced by the golden era of hip-hop culture, mostly 90s artists such as Biggie, Lauren Hill, Nas, Jay-Z, Premier, Wu-Tang and uh, D'Angelo. He works part-time at Culture Kings in Perth. He started off in retail but DJs in store. He also studies engineering at uni and in this episode we're going to talk about his background uh, the Perth music scene in relation to hip-hop, uh, the Perth event scene, Wade's upcoming event, Solution, um, Fashion, Playing for Roddy Rich, and much more. So, Alex, uh, welcome welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Thanks for so much for coming me. on. Thank you for having me. Pleasure to be here. So, tell us, what's kind of, you know, been on, um, what have you been up to in sort of the, the DJ scene at the moment? Yeah, for sure. So I've only been DJing for now about two years. So I'll say these past six months have been very, very hectic and crazy. So it's definitely spiraling in a good way. So definitely been busy trying to get as much gigs, but um, mostly exposure. Exposure and marketing myself has been the biggest thing lately. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think I've been, I think it's been dope. It's been fun. Busy, but fun. And uh, yeah, take us back to when you first started DJing like I guess you're into fashion as well did you get into fashion first and then DJing or how did it all start so I say fashion's always been a aspect of my life and the music has just been like a ongoing thing that I never really considered to be a passion it was just um like how we brush our teeth in the mornings kind of it was just always a part of my life Mm -hmm. I never kind of really deeped it that I was really passionate about it until I noticed that others didn't have the same love for it as I did like couldn't do anything throughout my day without like, I couldn't even wake up and make my bed without having to find a good song to yeah, yeah, yeah. make my bed to, you know what I mean? So, um, I'd say music was, like, a bought into it kind of thing, and then um, fashion just came with it, and in music just, like, influenced it, in a sense, you know what I mean? Yeah. More yeah. Kind of so, it was kind of, like, I uh, guess came quite naturally. For sure, for sure. To you. Um, mm. Who did you grow up listening to? Uh, grow up listening to... Um, Obviously, like you said, like the golden era. So obviously, I love my old school. I started off with Biggie Park, kind of like everyone. You mean so cliche and nuance was basic, but um, it was started me into that type of industry of music. But then from there, like I like dove deeper into the hip hop scene. You mean so? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you can't talk about hip hop without saying um, Biggie or Park. But then um, that kind of pushed me into like the more of the New York era, era of music. You mean like Harlem? And then that's how I got introduced into um, Nas And then from Nas Obviously Lauren Hill And then from there I just broke into rap And then I broke into um, um, Soul Kind of like Neo soul kind of vibe music And then um, I go into my underground artist But when I say underground I just mean like Artists that aren't Really spoken enough about But They are still big In the sense of People who know them already You know what I mean yeah. But they're not talked about enough So um, everyone can Everyone says they're a big In Park fan But not everyone can say they've heard every Big and Park song, you mean? Yeah. We just say they're the best because we're conditioned to say that they're the best, which they are, they are the best, but do you say they're the best because you think they are the best or do you just say it because everyone says it? You yeah, mean? yeah, for So sure. that's what I mean. So I say I'm a Big and Park fan, but I can name you most songs, you mean? Yeah. I can name you all the albums and shit. So that's the difference between anyone else, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, then I got into, um, obviously from Nas, I listened to him religiously, um, huge Jay-Z fan. And then if we want to go in a bit um, older, I love my funk music, I love my soul. You mean, so you can't talk about soul without talking about like Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. people like Lauren Hill, Angie Brown. Um, so these artists, I would say, they create like a feeling when I hear them, you mean? It's not just like music that you just play and you do whatever you need to do in your life, but like it gives you like a euphoric experience. Like it gets like a drug, you mean? Yeah, like yeah, It yeah. feels like amazing to hear. I can't do anything without listening to them. But yeah, definitely those are the top, top artists. For sure. Dope, Obviously dope. can't, Talk about music without talking about Wu Tang, you mean? Heavily influenced by Wu Tang. Wu Tang, sick, bro. Anything Wu Tang merch, the way they promote themselves, the way they, their videos, like, sick. Um, and even, like, going to deep about Wu Tang, I'm a huge Method Man fan. Method mm-hmm. Red Man, shout out to, like, they're fucking amazing, you mean? Um, rest in peace, ODB. But, like, these artists um, are pivotal figures in my life for sure. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And uh, as a DJ, like, 
have you navigated kind of wanting to play your own music with like getting sort of gigs in the club? Was it like a slow mm-hmm. start? You kind of had to play more music that fits for the event and now you've kind of, you're allowed to present your own style it's, a bit or? It's a shame because the music I really love, I actually don't get to play it that often. I feel like the only time I even get to play the music that I really like really love, like with a passion is at work. So I, it's a shame because as a DJ, you have to, you're booked to perform for the crowd, you mean? So not always do you actually really enjoy what you're playing, but if you're booked to play what you have to play, then you got to do what you got to do, you know what I'm saying? But like, um, obviously, like I do love my like hip hop in the sense of like the trap era. I love my trials, I love my Migos, you mean? I love those art, I love my YSL members, mm-hmm. you mean? I love Thugger, but like, it's like, I want to play what I love, you mean? And that it's cool to see like a reaction from the crowd. Like no matter what you play, even if I play the fucking Veronica's bro, mm-hmm. and the crowd's going crazy, yeah, it's it's a nice feeling. But like, do I have a passion for what I'm playing? No, mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, I'm still yet to actually play what I really, really love. You know what I mean? I would say, but um, hopefully we'll talk about it soon with solution. But um, I feel like that's gonna be a a dope, a dope. Yeah, for sure. Do you, do you find uh, like maybe if you're more playing at a more, more commercial club, mm. do you try and like mix in like stuff from '90s hip hop, or it's a bit difficult to do that? I try, I try, and I do because there will always be that one or two people that do want to hear that type of music. You feel me? But um, again, as a DJ, you do have to be selective what you play. Like as much as I want to play what I want to play, I do have to tend to the demographic and crowd you yeah, mean so sure. if i do want to play an r&b song or an old school song i'm gonna to have to play like something like 50 cent yeah. in the club so it's still old school still hip-hop but it's like commercial in a sense so you do have to tend to the crowd because end of the day if, if you play for yourself you are selfish and if you're selfish and the crowd doesn't fuck with mm. you or doesn't love what you play you're not gonna get booked again you know what i'm saying yeah because end of the day it's about how many like how much money they spend on the bar yeah. how much people you bring through the door yeah. so if i play wu-tang and not everyone wants to listen to wu-tang then like I'm not coming back to that club again. You know what I mean? Yeah, and for I'm sure. not paying my rent. So yeah. like um, it's tough. But um, as a DJ, you do have to also bring a twist to it and make it your own. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't always have to play what they want. As a DJ, you can also introduce them to new music. But then you have to introduce the right things to the right people. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So that comes with, of course, um, that comes with the more gigs you get. Experience. Experience is huge. And like when I had my first gig, I didn't know about that I just thought I was booked to play hip hop. So I just played like Gunner, Travis, Baby. Mm-hmm. You mean, yeah. I just played my Spotify playlist basically and it didn't get the right interaction and crowd. But then as I progressed through the years and oh, through the months, I realized like when a promoter says play hip hop, you don't just play hip hop that you want to play. You mm. play the hip hop that they want to listen to. Yeah. You mean, so you, like I said, it comes with experience. But yeah, I've kind of learned a little trick to it now. Yeah, because like I guess when you were starting out, like if you could put a percentage on like how much you were playing music for yourself and how much for the crowd, like maybe or ninety percent for myself, hundred percent, like ninety, yeah. 90 for yourself and <laughs> and like ten percent for the crowd. Yeah, but I just thought like in my head I was like, if you come to the hip hop stage, you come to listen to hip hop music. Well, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, but like it's not necessarily like that. You I mean it's like you get told to play hip hop music, but then you've got to play commercial hip hop, and I just for me it's like kind of hurts me. I'm like, but you told me to play this. Yeah. Why am I playing this? Like difficult. You mean, but at the same time, they're the ones paying me. So you have to tend to their needs. You mean? Yeah. So, um, exactly. I guess you got to have your own style as a DJ, but mm-hmm. then like realize when to like play cater more cater. for the event. Exactly. Or water. And you can always put in your own here and there. You mean, but then obviously like you got to do more for them at the same time. But as a DJ, like you're taking these people through a journey in a sense. So like, Throw in like a Travis Scott song, you mean? Mm. Like some of these people want to listen to Travis Scott, you mean? It's not play Dior every single day. It's like, um, yeah, you, you learn and you kind of get comfortable with it in a sense. Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, you, I've noticed like on your IG and stuff, you're also very into fashion. Yeah, I try um, to So be. yeah, can you talk us through like what you're wearing today? Maybe just to... Oh, today is a simple... Feel. I, like to, I like to keep my fit simple, yet like keep heads turning you know what mm-hmm. mean like i love i love color coordinating i've got my well supreme hat and i'm um, like a cream i've got a cream tone on you mean like i've got my St- uh, stussy air forces on so um the cream one so uh, i like to I like to keep it clean yeah for sure i like to keep it <laughs> clean um simple though i don't like to be too out there but yeah. i like to keep heads turning you know what i'm saying but like, again like going back to what you said before very much influenced 
from my music yep. and my music taste and like you said the golden era and for sure relating back to hip-hop culture yeah do you feel like uh in terms of hip-hop music something was lost out of like that golden era of hip-hop if like if, if you compare say like what biggie and tupac were doing mm-hmm. it was i guess it was more music with a purpose but now uh, i feel like, like with the, yeah the, the the scene today it's that's more trendy kind of the, it's not really that that purpose behind it in a, in a sense for sure i definitely agree but like not even just music but with like even fashion you mean like like a, like something i can just say to you right now is fitted caps like that became a huge trend in the past year and a half you mean and tiktok for that reason everyone like at culture games i'll be working in like you see like 12 year old kids yo can i get a fitted cap and then you just be like what size are you be like oh i don't know i just want a fitted cap you yeah mean? and i'm like bro do you want a team do you want a color do you want to sh- like what size do you want um so it's like um tiktok has had a huge huge impact on our like adolescence even Massive. like um music wise as well like do you really love music or do you just make music because you want to make money or be popular mm. type shit so it's just like um that you're right with that purpose it's kind of like it's slowly diminishing but um i feel like we got selective people out there that are trying to bring it back mm. you know what i'm saying which um artists today are you really like messing with yeah, artists in like worldwide, like, con- like contemporary artists worldwide hip hop. Yeah. Oh, um, cliche is sound. I'm can't talk about hip hop without saying Kendrick. You mean mm-hmm. he's like definitely up there. And when I say up there, I mean up there of all time. I don't just mean now. Mm. Huge Kendrick fan, of course. Huge Cole fan. I feel like this person isn't talked enough. But Joy Badass is sick. Joy Badass is a huge, huge icon for me. Like he made his what his first album at mm. 19 years old. Yeah, like that's huge. Um, I'm actually looking at going to his show when he comes in January with my homie. But um. Joey, Benny the Butcher, um, these artists are kind of like the artists that I love from the past, but like of this era. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you want to deepen it a bit into like your like like a R and B soul music, I love Summer Walker. I don't care how toxic she is. Mm-hmm. I love Summer mm-hmm. Walker. You mean like um, I'm a huge Summer Walker fan. I'm a huge um, Brent. I love Brent, bro. Like he's crazy. The way he, his aesthetic is like nonchalant nuance like vibe his music his voice it's just sick you mean yeah um yeah huge brent fan but um it's just hard to talk about music without talking about old school you mean yeah yeah like uh yeah artists like kendrick and say joey joey badass um yeah i feel like their their music still has that kind of purpose that element of you know there's something more to it of course um joey's kind of or Joey and Kendrick have kind of navigated it in a similar way where they like they have actually albums that you want to listen to it start from finish. Hundred percent. Then they also have tracks that are more commercial, but they, exactly. they kind of know how to navigate and it. And still like cultural as well, but it's commercial, but it's still dope. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I definitely agree with you there for sure. Yeah, and um, you went on a trip over to Melbourne recently. Was it Melbourne? Yeah, I went to Melbourne about um maybe about a month and a half ago. I went with my homie Brian and my other homie Aiden. And that was an experience for us. Like we went there to, to DJ, but like it was also like just it was sick. But I feel like many people that go to Melbourne just go to Melbourne and be like, yo, Melbourne's dope, it's mm-hmm. perfect shit. And it's like, um, I thoroughly enjoyed Melbourne because I feel like there was more of a culture there. You could like in Perth, I would go out to the city wearing track because I really don't care, you mean? Yeah. But in Melbourne, it's like, oh, we wouldn't leave the hotel without having to wear like a fly fit, you know what I mean? Mm. Because we feel like we've got to dress yeah. to impress, you yeah. know what I mean? And I want to bring, I want that in Perth. I yeah. want us to have to leave and be like, yo, I need to look fly because yeah. I know some other guy walked past look fly, so I need yeah, to beat sure. this guy, you mean? So it's like, and girls think we're dressing for them. In my head, I'm like, I'm just trying to dress nice for the guy that walks past me so he can be like, yo, that shit was fire. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, um, there was that culture in Melbourne, there was like these alleyways for like dope photos. There was like art museums and mm, shit, like mm, yeah. um, dope places to take pics. You mean like if you want to be in Europe, it's like a European vibe. If you want to be in like New York, it's like a New Yorky vibe yeah. kind of. You mean it's like it's got everything, anything that you want. But like, it's the best part about it is that there's also um, the opportunities. There's like that's why people are going to Melbourne because mm. there's opportunities. But I want to have those opportunities in Perth. Yeah, 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 there's a lot, obviously a lot that, uh, like, Perth, uh, Melbourne has that kind of, that we s- seek for Perth to, like, embrace. Mm. Um, yeah, it's got that 
you know, there's more opportunities in terms of like who you meet and stuff, but also the fashion scene. Yeah, there's for like sure, for sure. there's more of an embrace of the fashion scene over there. They, they seem to have their own thing going. They got Melbourne Fashion Week. Yeah. Um, that sort of thing. So how how do you think Perth can sort of Become catch like up that? to that? And do you see like a change, a shift in Perth? Oh, for sure. Like just in two years there's been a change, you mean? So I just definitely think that Perth will become better. But it's like we need to come as a collective to change that. We mm. can't just be flying to Melbourne every time we want to have fun. Like mm. we need to have a collective of people that say to themselves, I don't want to just make an event to make an event for the sake of the event. Mm. You mean? I want to make an event because I want Perth to be the next. You want to cultivate the culture in exactly, Perth. Yeah. You mean? Like I barely see people coming from Melbourne saying, Oh, I just flew to Perth to have fun. You mean? Like barely. Yeah, yeah. I've met some guys from Adelaide that came from out from Adelaide. I've met some people that came from Melbourne. They're like, Oh, we came here for the beach or some shit. You mean? I was yeah. just dope and all, but it's like I didn't go to Melbourne for the beach, you mean? I wanted yeah. to have fun. So it's like, I want people to come to Perth to see what Perth is like and what Perth has to offer. Because like, Perth, like, it definitely has opportunities and we have the people for it, you mean? And like in Melbourne, one thing I noticed in Melbourne was like, when it's like, when everyone wants to be different, you end up looking the same. Mm. So like, for example, if I want to dress different and I wear, I don't know, like a leather jacket, some boots or whatever, but then someone else in Melbourne will be like, I want to dress different and they'll end up wearing the same thing. Yeah. So it's like too many people want to be different, but then if everyone looks different, they look the same. Yeah. So who's exactly. different? Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. weird cycle. I've so noticed that. Eh? You mean? So like is being different not become being the same now? Yeah. Might as well just stay the same as you already yeah, were before. Pe- people got to understand like in terms of fashion like it's so important to have your own style and like sure, for sure. wear what you want to wear because you want to wear it mm. um yeah someone was talking the other day like oh everybody's wearing like vivian westwood so like oh, i yeah. don't want to wear it but it's like if you know vivian westwood and you love vivian westwood it's like just wear that it's like you, you were talking about with your glasses like mm. a lot of people have the versace Shades, glasses but like you got a reason like yeah, which is um like Biggie, Biggie Smalls, Biggie Smalls and his Kuju sweater and his yeah. album cover. Yeah, yeah. So it like ties into you. So I think the most important thing, like as a creator, is like knowing yourself and like making decisions because you want to make them, not because mm. like you're influenced by other people. Because at the end of the day, if you're um being anti-trend, mm. it's almost the same as following a following trend. a trend. Exactly. Yeah. You mean? And there's a kid that I know actually. His name's Zach, and shout out to Zach actually because um. A lot of people say they have style, but this kid says he has style. This kid's like, what, 15, I'm pretty sure? Mm. His best friend's one of my close homies-ish. Um, this kid says he has style, but you know he has style because not only does he dress like he has style, but he knows the culture behind it. Like, he knows everything and anything about what he loves. That's what, like, just because you wear little pants with, uh, like, a slit in the middle or some shit with some boots from ASOS doesn't mean you have style I get you're trying to be on the right track but are you trying to have do you say you have style because you want people to say you have style or do you really love the idea of fashion like that cultivating idea of yeah, fashion yeah, exactly. this kid does for sure and he's gonna hear this and he needs to start a brand this kid needs to start a brand for sure and um, there are people out there like that you mean and it ties back into music like do you love music because you love music or do you love music because you want to be said that you love music you gotta say Beast Small is your favorite artist is he then name me ten songs? You mean name me all his albums? Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying name me his mom, his mom's name, or the day he was died or some shit. But like, we like to claim that we like things and really love things, but then we don't put in the effort behind the scenes. It's like, yes, yeah, it's just it's just a trend. Might be just a trend. It's a trend, and you're gonna you wear mean? it because it's trendy. But like, I, I just don't think a lot of people take the time to like know who they are. For like, sure. if you know who you are like dress like that your music tastes like that mm. just like own own it don't just necessarily like for sure and like w- when you're starting out yeah you gotta like maybe follow a trend or of whatever course, and see course. what sits but like it's it's important to know yourself in whatever creative industry well i think jordan's for example is a huge thing like i get jordan's a pricey no one's saying you have to own every jordan but like even if you know the culture behind jordan or like the shoes, like the year they were released, the meaning behind the names, the colorways. Don't just come in and be like, I want a Jordan high. Mm. Like, what, which Jordan high do you want? What mm. color? What's the name of it? You mean? Like, if you can talk about the reasoning as to why you love Jordans, but you don't have a shoe, but you don't have a Jordan collection, that's completely fine with me. Maybe you mm. don't have the funds for it. You mean? But as long as you go out of your way to learn about the culture behind it, that's dope. Fitter caps. I love fitter caps. You mean? 
but so do these other kids or these other people that love fitter cows. But like, if you ask me, I well, I've got like forty at home because I collect these. You know, because I think they're dope. Mm-hmm. But then others are like they have one, two fitted caps and they just wear it because it's on TikTok. You mean they can't even wear it properly? You mean? So that's what differs between like people that love something and people that just do it because they want to look cool. You mean? But um, it all ties into yourself and how you, who you are as a person. But um, end of the day, I don't really dwell on it too much. If you want to wear something because you want to wear it because it's cool, by all means, yeah. do it. I don't really care. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, even you, you might like the aesthetics or whatever. Just yeah. like at the end of the day, like easy. It's um, it's all consumerism. I mean, like, yeah. those kids at the end of the day make us money. So, like, yeah. I can't be like, oh, don't wear it if you don't like it because hey, I need you to pay my bills. Yeah. <laughs> you mean? So, um, it is what it is. It's all part of consumerism. Comes mm. and goes. But, yeah. I, I want to talk about, like, Australian hip-hop. The Australian hip-hop scene. Mm. Um, like, obviously, we talked a bit about the US scene. But, like, what's your kind of take on the Australian hip-hop scene at the moment, the contemporary Australian hip-hop scene? I think it's a, it's a weird one. Because, like, when I think of hip-hop, like, Aussie hip-hop... Like I said before, like the first thing I think of is like, like more like your Bliss and Esso, 360, like Hilltop Hoods. Like that's what I thought of was Aussie hip hop. But now if you think about it or you ask someone what Aussie hip hop is now, they will say to you like, like 1-4-H, is a HP boys or something like that. Oh yeah, and like is this, that like the Aussie drill? The Aussie drill, like the drill vibe. And I'm like, is that Aussie hip hop or is that just like Aussie people doing yeah. drill yeah it's not yeah. aussie yeah. hip-hop you're not you can't like you can't classify it as aussie hip-hop because it's just it's end of the day it's still drill that aussie people are doing yeah for sure. do i like it no but it's cool it's dope to see that there's a community for it you mean like yeah you see all these kids in sydney and melbourne when um like they're going crazy for it you mean so i kind of hate on it because like they brought the people for it so they're doing something right is it my genre of music no mm. it's not but like that's like someone that listens to drill saying that old school hip hop isn't their genre. Mm. It's all subjective at the end of the day. So I'm not gonna hate on it. But do I listen to it out of my own way? Hell no. I think I, I no. <laughs> do you think there's a difference between um, Australian hip hop and being like an Australian hip hop artist? Because mm-hmm. like maybe you can be an Australian hip hop artist that doing like if you're an Australian hip hop artist, mm-hmm. but you're doing like American like, kind of yeah hip-hop. American hip hop like. I don't think Australia has a genre of music. I don't think we can classify Australian music as Australian music. Maybe country music, but even that's like kind of stemmed from American, mm. like Southern country, you mean? So like, I just think it's end of the day, it's all back to American culture, but it just happens to be mm. Aussies doing it. We don't call it American hip hop. You mean? Mm. Why do they call it K-pop? It's Korean pop. Mm. You mean? It's influenced by um, American culture. Oh, American hip I don't say American culture, American hip hop. We're just doing what we see Americans doing, but we just call it Aussie hip hop. Yeah. So it shouldn't be called Aussie hip hop. It should be called Aussies doing hip hop. Yeah. Know? But um, yeah, like yeah, that's all I think. Because you it. you did have um, well, you do have artists like yeah, as you were saying, Bliss and Esso, mm. uh, like three sixty that did have their own mm. take on like Australian hip hop. I guess that kind of genre sort of died off a little bit. You, sure, you are seeing sure. more. Australian hip hop artists drill. making, yeah, like, like sounds over East, like drill mm. or like, you know, contemporary mm. rap, alternative rap. Mm. Um, yeah, so I guess there was that Australian mm. sound, but my personal take on it, like, I think there were amazing musicians, amazing artists, but I guess it's, I don't know, it's not, it's not, the music wasn't as progressive. Like it's not, it's not embracing what I want to see in sure. hip hop. Like I, I want to see Australian hip hop embrace uh, multiculturalism mm. um, and speak um, their own truth. Like you, you kind of see Australian hip hop artists today, like rap about being in the hood or like mm, trapping, or it's just yeah. like it's like, no, nah, bro, you, you like grew up in the burbs, Claremont. Kind of, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like you're trying to force. An ideology that they're not because that's what sells. It's cool, you mean? Yeah. It's cool to wear trap stars. It's cool to wear hood rich. It's cool to be a gangster, you mean? It's cool to like, have a knife in your Georgia money bag type shit. So it's like, is that music? I don't think it is. But like I said, each their own. Yeah, mean? for sure, for sure. But um, but like, even I like, look at Killer Roy for example. Like he's doing big things right now, or he'd been doing big things. But he's he's from Australia, right? Mm-hmm. If he stayed in Australia to this time, would you call him Aussie hip hop? You wouldn't call him mm. like you would call him Aussie hip hop because he's from Australia. But now he's in America. You don't call it Killer Roy's doing Aussie music. Yeah, and yeah, you mean yeah, you still yeah. just say he's doing hip hop. So like, 
It's true. He's an Australian, He's Australian artist. artist. You mean? I was then flown over by, I don't know who he was signed to, whatever, like Han, one of his old producers or DJs, whatever. But um, when he was in Australia, we said that he was doing Aussie hip hop. And then when he goes to America, he doesn't do Aussie hip hop anymore. Yeah. So like, what, like what happened to that? Yeah, it's interesting. Like, do you think you can be a contemporary Australian hip hop artist and do Australian, like yeah. have an Australian hip hop sound in today's age or you like you kind of have to make that american sound because that's what sells us what's commercial but then, well, that is the question though what is aussie music though true like what is we, is the accent make you aussie hip-hop is it i guess it, it is it's probably the accent yeah okay then if that's the case then yeah we have aussie artists yeah but like is if that's the is it the accent is it the like the culture behind it because like and the hip-hop yeah. didn't originate here or originate yeah, in america yeah, 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 you yeah, mean? For sure. so like we can't claim aussie hip-hop and if we do claim aussie hip-hop like if we have Afri- if we have an Afrobeat artist in Melbourne, which we do, do we call him Aussie Afrobeat? Yeah. What do we call him? Yeah, I guess it's it's this Australian artist with Making, an influence yeah. from yeah. wherever their their sound comes from. But I guess we don't really have our own sound per se. Sound, as far exactly. As, I, as far as I can tell, we have our own sound, but we don't have our own genre. Oh yeah, genre. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. But yeah. Because um, I mean, it'd be sick. It would be sick to see. That'd be dope, know, yeah. Like to have like an Aussie, day. yeah, like genre, like so, yeah, like Americans sure. can, like you know how you don't have Americans saying oh American Aussie hip hop, you mean? Yeah. But you don't have Americans making Aussie music. Yeah. So like, but that'd we be have dope though, yeah. That'd be sick though <laughs> if we did. If we had like a yeah. genre, but like if I think of Aussie music, I think of me personally. If I if you say to me what's Aussie music, I think of like in indie, like indie shit, like yeah, <laughs> like um, is it Sticky Fingers? Yeah, Sticky Fingers stuff. True. I think of that type of shit. True. Like guitars and. Yeah, for sure. It be yeah, it would be great if we had our own sound because uh, if you see the massive influence, like even you look at K-pop, mm. like K-pop's kind of like it's grown at a crazy rate, and it's from Korea, which is like you know relatively small country, mm. but they got their own thing going. They got Huge. their own artists, and they're like uh, you know it's amazing for the Korean economy, mm. like that kind of thing. So it would be sick if we had our own sound. So maybe maybe in the future, for sure, we'll like for have sure. a like definite sound, which would be sick. Mm. Um, also want to talk about sort of like the morality of sampling. Mm-hmm. So like some people, I guess some people complained about sampling. It's like, oh, you're just, you know, using Copy. another sound and mm. like copying. So like what's your whole take on that? I think sampling is fine. I think it's dope. I think it's um showing love to our previous people to do it. You know what I mean? Um, Obviously, like you said, the morality, there, there is a part where it's like, well, you're doing too much now. But it's like, if you're going to sample something from someone, the least you can do is show love to that person, you mean? Mm-hmm. So that's that's definitely a, a big thing for me. Like, if you're going to like, like, what was the last, the last biggest sample I can think of was um that H song. He did, was it Baby? Oh, yeah. yeah and he, um, fucking, he sampled um, Ashanti. But I think she was on the song anyway, you mean? Actually, I've seen a lot of uh, big artists sampling, especially Drake has yeah, been sampling huge some huge Drake's songs. Huge but I like Drake sampling. I didn't want to say Drake, but Drake's pro- um, producer sampling is dope. Like um, Six God, how we use that. Um, was it the was it King Kong when he did the King Kong um, Game Boy? Um, it was like a it was a game like on Nintendo mm. and he sampled that. Um, that was dope. Um, but one of my favorite ones was Nice For What when he sampled Lawrence Hill to... Um, I think it was to not to Zion. What was the song called? Um, but yeah, Drake on Nice or What sampled um, Lauren Hill's song, mm. and that was that was dope. I think that was sick. You mean? Yeah, he's he sampled some huge names. Yeah, like even uh, the Drake Future Too Sexy. That's it. Yeah, from yeah from the actual song. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you, you you sing like uh, Drake do a lot of that. I think I haven't listened to his latest album too much, but I know there's like a lot of. Mm. I like I like more of the um, melodic sampling. Mm-hmm. I think that's dope, like showing love to like a neo soul R and B artist. Like, I love Kanye sampling. Kanye sampling is probably one of the best. In the oh game, yeah, yeah. You know I mean, and then uh, but the sampling we have now is different to the sampling that we had when in like in the nineties, for example. Like I said, we were talking about Premiere. The sampling from now is more like you just get a track and you just add like reverb to it. Yeah. And you just have it in the back. You know I mean, but the sampling that we had during the nineties era was like three songs layering on each other. And then just cutting certain pieces, you mean, or like rewinding, or um, yeah, right, rewinding them and just like cutting them up and just like add, like that was like, like for example, if you look at um Premier's um, uh, he did a sample for, I think it was State, New York State of Mind for Nas. That shit, mm-hmm. wow, shit was sick, bro. Like he was, but he sampled um chirping sounds from birds. Oh yeah, yeah. You mean? But that was dope. That was sick. But um, 
I, I'm, I think there's nothing completely wrong with sampling as long as you go through the right legal legal ways. Yeah. What I do have an issue is with more is more stealing flow. That's more of an issue, like mm. stealing flow because now you're not becoming unique. You're just taking someone else's flow. Yeah, that's not really sure. sampling. That's sure. more like like borderline plagiarism, you mean? Mm. Um, yeah, like uh, I don't know if you – there was like a video of – like Drake stole X's flow for like a – Couple songs. I saw, I saw, I saw that. <laughs> he even took the um, what's that um bar? He took it. He took the bar for bar from um some. It was like some Scottish TV show. Oh really? And they were on like they're all around um a table, and he was doing a toast. Mm. Uh, I can't remember how it goes. It was like um, oh, I literally said it on my TikTok the other day. I can't remember, but like it was like a word for word. He just stole mm. the whole toast and he put yeah. it in the song. Yeah. But um, but yeah. When you're that big of an artist, he really cares. You mean? Yeah, for sure. I was thinking about that quote the other day, um, which is good artists steal from a painter. I can't believe I forget mm -hmm. his name. Let me check it now. Um, it was by Pablo Picasso. Yeah, good artists steal. So like Picasso? Yeah, Picasso. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I was thinking about the other day because even in like my photography, I get – it's like – I see a certain style and I'm like, mm. I get just so influenced by it that I'm like, obviously I'm not taking, taking the exact same images, mm. but I'm like highly, highly influenced by them. Um, for sure, like, for yeah. sure. I mean, like, that's like, if you want to, if you're, if you're the greatest, yeah, you got to learn from the greatest, you know what I'm mm. saying? That's why we have mentors and shit. Like they teach us the best ways to do it. Yeah. And obviously we're not going to meet people like Picasso or Van Gogh or I'm not going to meet Jazzy Jeff or I'm not going to yeah. meet Premier. So I can embrace and show love, but at the same time adapt to their like, to their way of thinking, to their yeah. style, but then make it my own. Yeah, I mean, you you don't want to be someone, but you want to learn from them. Yeah, in and sense, you mean? I think uh, at the end of the day, nothing is really original. Even those artists, like yeah, for sure, they, they learn from someone else. else so yeah. Exactly. Um, we've got some people tuning in. We've got some questions. Brian Ewan. <laughs> <laughs> says DJ Wavy next up for sure Wavy <laughs> give us a freestyle <laughs> LA Leak <laughs> um, and he asks what do you think about DJ Panda <laughs> Brian's my homie man. <laughs> we run solutions together <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> this guy should be at work right now I don't know why he's tapping <laughs> right now but, <laughs> but DJ Panda is Brian actually so oh yeah, okay, okay yeah that's his DJ name oh, so for sure give him uh, so show him some love he's a talented DJ just hasn't had the platform yet mm -hmm. to put himself out there but um he's huge on fashion as well oh yeah he's he's really in a sense i want to say help me but like hmm, he's influenced me in more of the japanese style yeah. of fashion same as that zach kid we're all friends with each other you mm -hmm. mean so like i have adapted my shit from old school hip-hop he has a certain style of japanese but like he doesn't just claim japanese he knows like I said, everything the about culture. it. You know, the culture. The culture is important, you know guys. Gotta, he knows the culture. Know the culture yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got culture kings, but you have to know the culture. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He knows the culture, the name behind the artist, making them, the reasoning behind them, the stitching behind it. Yeah. You know what I mean? so like, that all comes into it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. That's definitely, yeah. And uh, I guess that comes into like the event that you guys are going to be solution. starting up shoots, which is Solution. Yes, so, so like, tell us all about that. So Solution, um... I'm actually hella excited for this one, man. I'm gonna lie. So, I'll speak on the name itself. The name is in itself. It's Solution. It's don't get it twisted. It's not completely the same as Solution, even though it's like or Selection sounds the same. But it's like the reason why we called it Solution was because obviously it's like a well, well, metaphor. Is it a metaphor? Like a it's like a pun kind of like it's a solution to your problems. Mm -hmm. You mean like like we wanna we wanna fix the problem in Perth. And we're, we're going to create that solution. Yeah, 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 cool. And then we just added the word soul into it because we love soul music, you know what I'm saying? So what's the, what's the problem you're trying to solve? With the problem we're trying to solve is we're trying to bring, I wouldn't say bring culture to Perth because we do have a little bit of it, but I want to I wanna magnify it. Mm -hmm. I want to make it bigger, you know what yeah. I mean? I want us to think about it and just be like, yo, this, this event not only just promotes music, but it promotes culture, fashion, I don't know, food, Mm -hmm. designs branding designers um artists like it's gonna be it's more than just music but at the same time music kind of like is a glue that brings everything together yeah for sure you know what i'm saying so that's the problem the, my problem is we don't have enough of this yeah because I mean? uh yes yeah, so when when you think about 
culture, mm. whether it's fashion or food, it's it's really that. Uh, it's really the soul of it that's like bringing people together, which is like the history For and sure. all the elements that sort For of come sure. into it. For sure. Um, and it's not just soul music, but like it feeds our soul. Yeah. I mean, we all have soul within us, and this has kind of got to embrace it and just makes you gives you that euphoric, like happy feeling. You yeah, feel yeah. me? So that's that's the whole it's point. It's something it. something more than just going out and getting getting drunk. lit. Yeah, you mean like yeah, but all means spend money in the bar. Like I'm not yeah, gonna say yeah, no yeah, to that, yeah. but like is that at the same time, like what I'm trying to do with this event is like I said to you in the beginning of the podcast, DJs will go to an event and play for the crowd, but for the DJs that are gonna be playing at Solution, they have that freedom of playing whatever they mm. want, and the crowd comes for that. Yeah, you play the music, the crowd come for instead yeah. of the crowd comes and you play the music for them yeah so that's the like it sells itself in a yeah, sense yeah, yeah. you know like this we're gonna play songs you would never hear in a club like you hear songs that will make you cry at night time but you'll sing with your chest you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it'll be 7 8 7 p.m yeah and you'll be singing session 32 bro and you're like i miss my ex you know what I mean? so like <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like it's just music that we that makes you feel happy you feel me that the songs that you will never hear in a club on a night out that you'll get turned to mm. and songs that'll make you vibe Feel good, yeah. In a that's, sense, that's what, like, that's the events I like. That events that you go out and you actually have a good time, like mm. meeting people, having sure. a drink, having sure. food. Like it's more of an experience mm. rather than you know just your every every day. Exactly, out, you guess. don't go there to just like yeah, you go there to have fun, but you just don't go there for haps. Yeah, like even yeah, it is haps, but like you're not going there to get drunk and just do dumb shit. Like you go there to. Embrace the music You wanna yeah. You know that stank face You make when you hear A good song You're like, mm. Mm. Yeah, like yeah, You yeah. go there for that that's, what, that's what's missing I reckon A lot of these scenes It's like You know There's not even a focus On the music mm. necessarily But when there's like Actual good DJs Playing like really mm. good music That's when I'm like Yo I'm like vibing that's This exactly event And it's like just You just have a good time But at the same time I'm not trying to say That we don't have These events already But we we do We have like um, There is this is a group Called Honeycut You mean like these guys are doing some dope shit, like with um, J Rob. He, that's about to come. He's playing on Sunday actually, so it's an event. Like it's it's soul lectures, and it's like producers playing banger songs, but like remakes and remixes and, and remastered songs. You mm-hmm. mean? And like um, they've brought other artists. Like I think his name was Jaru Vandel. You mean? He was playing at Bob. So like we do have events like Motel Six. We have events like um Dime. We have. Like events like sunsets, like um, Hive. Hive was dope. I want to give like Hive was a sick event. Like that was exactly what I want. Mm. But like, what I'm trying to do to differ from them is I'm trying to make it a bit bigger in yeah. a sense where what they're doing is sick. Like I love what they're doing, but like it's bringing kind of the same crowd yeah. all the time. I want this to be something bigger where it introduces things to others. Where it's not just a music event, yeah. but it becomes more things which opens up more revenues for other people. And then it also brings other people to Perth. Yeah. But what they're doing is sick, 100%. I love what they're doing. It's dope. So I would love to do things with these people. I want to collaborate with these people. I want to learn from these people. You mean? These people also showing me love and booking me for their sets. Like you yeah. mean? So yeah. what they're doing is sick. So um, I basically want to do what they're doing, but just magnify it a bit more. You mean? They're playing a bit more upbeat, upbeat music. You mean? Yeah. Like edits, like a lot of eight oh eights, a lot of like like um drums and claps and shit, which is sick. Like it gives you that like yo, this is like like um Sunday church vibes with Kanye, you mean like some sick shit. Mm-hmm. But like I wanna play more of that soul music that we don't hear too too much. We do have like we have artists at like the Ellington Jazz Bar. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I went there one time and I was like, Yo, this shit is dope. I didn't know we even had this. It was I just done with their box and and I was like, This shit is dope. And we have those people that really love that music and that vibe and that atmosphere so why not make it something a bit bigger you mean and like include everyone and that everyone can have fun at the same time you know? yeah for sure something different yeah. sounds open also like uh soul food as well oh like, yeah no, uh, that's definitely <laughs> what kind of what kind of food are you thinking that's or, actually or a plan like i haven't really took into too much driven like driven too far into the idea but like hopefully if it works out in the future i really want to do Oh, my team and I really want to do something with Toast Race Grill. Toast oh, Race yeah, Griller. yeah. I love them. They're dope. They're dope. The food is nice. But again, they have that like cultural mindset 
Mm. Like the name itself was Toastface Griller. Like comes from one of my favorite artists, Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in itself, the name. When you go there, the music they play in the background, exactly what I want to play. When I went there to get a, um, uh, I went to get some grilled cheese sandwich, and they were playing. I think it was Globetrotters. You mean they were playing a dope song? And I was like, Yo, I didn't know people know this song. You mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this will be dope to intertwine with these people. You mean? Not in a sense that I can benefit from them, or they can benefit from me. It's not about benefiting from each other, but it's more like you're bringing a cult of, you're bringing like cultivated people to do something for the culture you mean they have their group of people that go there i have my group of people that come to solution and we can come together we can spread our name out even more you mean yeah for so sure they've got one in Fremantle. we can always do something in Fremantle. we can do merch with them we can do it's dope i have endless ideas with these people but like you said soul food it comes into us there's so soul comes into everything in life food the way we dress the way we feel the music we listen to it's it's bigger than just music you feel me yeah but um yeah Hundred percent, um, and then recently, like quite a big artist came to Perth, uh, Roddy, Roddy Rich. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you actually got to play for him, which is like must have been pretty. That was huge. huge. That was that was um, and, and that was like um, you know when you you do something, you practice, and then something pivotal happens in your life, and you're like, oh shit, like I'm on the right track, and that for me was like I'm on the right track, like whether we be studying or we be training for football, or sports, or gym, there'll be a point where we keep on doing what we're doing and then something happens, I don't know, whatever it is, and then we tell ourselves, like, yo, I'm doing the right, I'm, I'm on the right track. There's progress coming from, you know what I'm saying? That was for me. That was that was a turning point. But not just for playing for Roddy Rich, regardless of playing for Roddy Rich or not, I was, like, hit up to play for Booty. And for me... I think Booty has the best DJs. No, I know Booty has the best DJs in Perth. To play with people like Ramo, who will come up in nearly every podcast if you ask about a DJ, he's like he's crazy, bro. And then TMG, someone that I met recently, but he shows nothing but like endless love and bass as well. These are for me one of the best three DJs that I've ever seen in Perth. I mean, like they are talented. And for me to be playing side by side with them when I'm only been in the game for a couple of years, a couple of months actually, like that's that's like a fulfillment. Like it wasn't even the Roddy playing for Roddy that was big for me. Any one of those three could have played for Roddy. I was more playing alongside these people in a like what that was probably my biggest crowd. I don't know how many thousands were there, but like to play alongside those people for me means like I'm definitely on the right track. Yeah, so sure. shout out to like Bass, TMG, to fucking Ramo. Like, those people are definitely up there for skill-wise. Um, Ramon, one of the best scratchers. TMG, dope scratcher, loves, and they love their music as well. Bass is one, I think, three DMCs, you mean? So those people are the type of crowd that I want to be associated with as a DJ because they have the same love for the music, the same love for the culture, and it's the type of people I want to be surrounded with. Like, when you think of, like, a DJ, most people would say Ramon, Bass, TMG, Prophets, this, that, you mean? But I want people to be like Alex or Waves because I'm social with like those people, you mean? Because they have like a skill. Like they have a passion for what they do. But yeah, like I kind of drove away from your question. But yeah, Ramo, um, Ramo, um, Roddy was dope to play for a huge artist. Not like a up and coming artist, but like I a huge be, yeah. artist. That's part of YSL from Atlanta, from America. Just play Listen Out, you mean? I was like, to be able to play for him on a big crowd, not mess up, like that was a huge thing for me. Yeah. And it felt surreal. Like I didn't even touch, like I wanted to record it, but I was like, fuck nah. Like it felt surreal. Like this guy was, he's short as hell by the way. This guy is in front of me. He's got at least probably two milli on his neck, one milli on his wrist. I've got a Casio one. I'm DJing for this guy. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. Like this is the guy that we play on, like when we're driving home on the radio, yeah. on the Spotify. Um, this is the guy we see on Instagram getting bare followers with bare likes and we're just and I'm I'm like DJ Wave from Bell Divers still <laughs> studying playing for this person he's yeah. never gonna remember me ever again in his life but I'm gonna remember that moment yeah for sure like, it might not be deep for him but it was definitely deep for me and something I can put on my portfolio it's like a resume for me it's like oh you don't wanna book me well I play for Roddy Rich so like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean but on top of that I also wanna say that for real like I have the most endless amount of love shown to me from people like people were supporting me congratulating me praising me um like my homies people i don't even know 
people just showing endless love. So that's like, to me, that's like, yo, I really want Solution to work out because I really want to do something for the people because like they will show me endless love. And like, it's people were like, oh, like he's getting a big hair type shit. But it's like, for me, it's like, I feel like if you're my close homie, I'm yeah. a, I talk, I talk best shit. You mean, I'll be yeah, yeah, yeah. my homie. I'm, I, I sound like I'm Drake, but like to them, it might come across egotistical. Yeah. But like people really, really need to realize one thing about me. Like when it comes to it, I'm grateful for like all the thanks that I get. Yeah, yeah, like for it sure. just pushed me to do more. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, no, it must have been like, yeah, crazy, was, yeah, crazy. Super. Like you look up and I saw all the flashlights. I know it wasn't for me, it was for Roddy, but still, I looked up and I saw the lights and I could see my homies in the corner, like at the top left corner, that were like just shouting my name out and shit. It was sick. It was dope. Definitely want to do it again, and I feel like it's opened doors for me. And uh, in, like, and I'm sure there will be more doors opening like now because I think during COVID and that and like there was you know not many performances are coming over and mm. even you know just being in Perth I guess less artists for sure come over would you say oh for sure 100% 100% but I think if we can continue this like momentum we can make Perth bigger and if we can make Perth bigger in a sense of like I don't know whether it be like crowd interaction and stuff like that these crowds, these artists will come to us. We've had, like, Tyler Creator even said, like, Perth is one of the best places we've ever been to. Like, best, best crowd he's had. Billy Eilish had, oh, I can't even tell you how many people were there, you mean? So it's like, we're very much overlooked upon, but we are a dope state, a dope city, for sure. But um, in time, we will start getting these bigger artists coming. Because, like, they, like, we did have a... We, we, did, like, we sell tickets here, for sure. I mean, like, that sure. Billy Eilish, crazy. <laughs> you saw the videos, crazy. crazy. We had Travis Scott coming out at one point, you mean? Um, I think the only artist that doesn't come here is Drake. I'm pretty, I don't think Drake's coming to Perth. Drake came like years ago for... 2012 was it or some shit? Big Sound. Or not uh, Big Sound. Uh, something. But he was... Yeah, but he, he's due for a comeback for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But like we've had some big names come here. Um, I think we're just too young to remember them. But Perth for sure, we'll start having some big artists coming through. We will definitely have some big artists coming through. But um, whether or not how we do it is definitely in the talks as well. It's just, it, I understand as well, it's scary for like these promoters to try to get these artists if they don't sell, you mean? Like it's scary, I understand that, but in Melbourne you have the population that's going to buy tickets straight away. But we do that in Perth as well, you mean? So um, look at like that, like I said, I said to you before, like that Juicy Fest, um, it was never coming to Perth to begin with and then Perth just showed immense love. They were like, we want this shit, like we yeah, want yeah, this, we yeah, want this, sure. we want this. Shout out to Steez, to, um, to Raw, like they pushed for that shit to come to Perth, Steez especially. He really pushed for that shit to come to Perth. And it's coming. You mean? It's happening. And they're selling tickets, you know what I mean? So and the tickets aren't that that cheap. You mean like they're like 180. They're not the cheapest tickets. So and people yeah. are still spending money. So that just proves to show that if the right thing comes to Perth, people will pay for the money to go there, you mean? And it's like I said, it's it's juicy fest. We've got some dope icons coming to Perth or to Australia. So people are willing to spend that money. So it definitely um I think we're just scared to put that leap in or to do like thumbing for Perth, but trust me, it's 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 worth the risk. Perth is worth the risk for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. And um how important was it for you to kinda like because you had to have that brand sort of built up so then they could select you for, you know, Roddy Rich, for example. Like because mm. I think some DJs they don't really think about marketing sales or finding like a niche too much, but because yeah, you're you're in like the hip hop Scene niche already, yeah. and the hip hop scene and culture sort of over here. That's why they were like, "Oh yeah." I think I was. Oh, I don't want to say lucky, but I think I was, um, in a sense, smart about it because I've always been on the gram since like like nineteen. Like I've always been socially, like social media aware. Mm -hmm. I always had like a social media footprint. Like I'm always posting, whether it be stories, photos. I've kind of already, in a sense, name made a name, and then with this DJ and shit, it's like I'm constantly putting myself out there. You mean I'm constantly doing videos or whatever so like people know already or people will know that i'm a dj but it, they wouldn't know if i'm good or not you mean but then again like shout out to like like diamond card shout out to like dj Alyssa and amy like they called me and said like we've been checking you out we've been looking out you for like the past couple of months weeks whatever mm -hmm. and they said like oh we think you'll be fit for it and again like i said the people that they have playing for them are, in my head, the best DJs. So for them to even consider me, 
among them, I think that's a, like uh, it's, it's a privilege. You know what I'm saying? Definitely a privilege. Um, but yeah, you, like you said, marketing is a huge thing, but it can only do you so much if you're not good. Yeah, yeah. You need you need to have uh, the skill. The skill. And then you can market the skill. Yeah, and then like you said, you have to make a sound. Like you have to make it individual to yourself. You mean that's why I don't play every genre of music. I can play every genre of music. Mm-hmm. I don't want to play every genre of music. I want to pick a sound that has something passionate to me because then I'm good at it. Yeah, if I don't sure. play something I'm not passionate about, then I'm not going to be like amazing at it. There'll be other people that are better than me. You mean? For sure. So um, that's a huge thing, passion, and that whole booty and those um that type of people, they love the music that I really love. You mean? So that's exactly why I want to be associated with those type of people. So that's that's a marketing. Uh, DJ's coming up. Marketing is huge. Um, bro, throw messages out to like DJs that are coming up. They'll like. They'll give you advice. They'll show you love. Um, if you feel like you're not there yet, tell them that, oh, I'm an up-and-coming DJ. I'm not there yet to your level, but I want to be there yet. And now your name's already impl- like implemented yeah, in their yeah, mind. For sure, for they sure. know who you are now. Like, you know I, mean? I think more creatives need to go out and like just try to meet meet people, like go for out sure. to events and like... For sure. Because um, when you meet somebody face-to-face, it's kind of like you're, you're more in their mind than if you just send exactly. like a DM. So try mm-hmm. and like... Help him out. Say like, hey, can I help you with this? Can I help you like, mm-hmm. you know, set up or whatever? And it just shows whatever. that you care about what you're doing. You mean like, I was going to club events just to hear DJs and how they would play. And then when I do get to play that and get the opportunity, I know what to do now. You mean? Mm-hmm. I want to be good at it the first time. But then like I said, the more I was booked, the more I became comfortable with it. You mean? Um, but yeah, for sure. Like, don't be scared. Hit these people up. Like, they care about you guys. They want to see other DJs prosper and do good. You mean? And if other DJs are coming up, as good because it means we have competition, so you have to become better and better and better. You mean, but um, just throw messages out, throw videos out. But I don't care. Like take a photo of your decks and be like, I'm DJing or some shit. Yeah, you mean yeah, like yeah. let people view your stories. You mean, how is someone gonna know you're a DJ if you don't tell them you're a DJ? Yeah, for sure. Word of mouth is huge in Perth because we're we have the opportunity because it's a small state, so we have the opportunity to like word of mouth is huge, bro. You mean so talk your shit, tell people you're a DJ, let them aware of who you are. Let them aware what you want to do, but at the same time, know what you want to do. You say you want to be a DJ, but all right. So like, you have to make yourself goals. I told myself uh, at the start of the year, by the end of this year, I want to play Manor. No, no, at the start of the year, I'm going to play Manor. And by, I think, um, again, uh, James booked me for Manor at, like in July, and I had like one gig like every like two months. But now I'm like becoming regular, and now I'm, I'm doing three uh, gigs at Manor this month. You mean, again... Mana, I'm so associates like the best DJs. Again, remote plays that you got people like Prophets that plays there. People like uh, Amar Mowgli, like the, he's been in the game for a minute. You know what I'm saying, and um, but yeah, so definitely create goals for yourself. But then once you create those goals and ambitions, don't just sit on them. You got to yeah, work yeah, for you it. Work. Yeah. I mean, each club or each event has their own DJs already. So why are they gonna pick you over someone they already have? So you have to work and work and work for it. Not in a sense to become Provide better value. than them. Yeah. Exactly. Like, end of the day, I want to make money as a promoter or as an event manager or as an event owner or whatever. So why am I going to pick someone that's completely new that I don't know if it's going to be good or not compared to someone that's been in the game for a minute that's, that in my head I think is already good. So you have to work hard. And once you create that skill, opportunities will arise. But at the same time, I won't lie, it is kind of tough as well because it is a bit of a who you know type base system sometimes, yeah. which is which is fair and all, but you can you can counteract that, you can beat that, you can beat that. Trust me, know your people, create connections, and just be a nice person, and shit will come your way, for sure. For sure. And then uh, also want to get into sort of the Perth fashion scene. Where where do you recommend like getting your threads from your clothes? Oh, like, oh, I'm not like, there's not many, many places, but like, obviously I'm going to be biased to what I would wear. I'm not yeah. going to just give shout outs to like whatever you want to wear, but what I want to wear, we all go to, you know, Uniqlo is dope. You mean like, yeah. I don't shop for the price of the material I shop for if it looks good or not. You mean, yeah. and of course quality. Uniqlo is the best place if you want to get pieces. And the thing is people only go to Uniqlo to buy like an Aerism t-shirt, which is dope and all. But I'm telling you, y'all need to like, Take time in Uniqlo because there's some dope pieces. Like, 
going into the women's section, yeah, y'all, yeah. like there's some fire <laughs> shit in there. You mean make it your own? Don't just go there because you saw TikTok. Like y'all don't even know about Arism t-shirts until TikTok put them on air on mm, TikTok. You mm. mean like people just other people walked into it and be like, oh yo, this shit is tough. It's fifteen bucks for a nice yeah. color shirt. I mean, I'm wearing one right now. So it's like same. Yeah, <laughs> that has. So I didn't even like, know it was a big thing on TikTok. Like, I, I just I felt that I was like, damn, oh, the material is good. good. The color's nice and it's fifteen bucks. Yeah, and you're like, wow, essentials is like three hundred bucks, and y'all and like fucking has essentials written on it. You mean I could talk all day about this errors. Yeah, like this. it's so beautiful. <laughs> but like, I went to I went to Uniqlo and I just saw kids buying like one through three, four, five different colors, and I was like, oh shit, I need to buy my shit ASAP. Mm. But like, so Uniqlo was a big one for me. I'm not even like, this is from dead ass from Uniqlo. You mean? Um, another one is Cos C O S. That is in Claremont. Haven't heard of that. It's dope store. It's much bigger in like Europe and Melbourne and Sydney. Give that store a look at. It's like it's basically to me. It's like Uniqlo. I think of it like Uniqlo. It's like basic pieces. Give Cos a look at. Uni Art uh, Uniqlo. Um, highs and lows is dope as well. I won't lie. I love the aesthetic of highs and lows. The color. The gradiency, it's just dope. Um, I love that they have shoes that aren't expensive, but you can just wear because they look dope. I mean, they'll have some dope New Balances, some dope Asics, Adidas shoes, and it's shoes that you can wear with your outfit, but you're not like paying an arm and a leg for it. It's yeah, like two fifty sure. bucks. They got some dope shit. They got some nice Fury God pieces. If you don't want to wear essentials, there's some nice Fury God pieces. They've even got nice in-house brands. Um, I think Highs and Lows is a dope shit, a dope spot. If you want like some, especially with night now, they got some nice Nike ACG stuff. If you like your pleasures, if you like your neighborhood, highs and lows is definitely a dope place to go. Um, I want to touch base on a store called McIlroy. I won't lie, I was only introduced to that store very, very recently by two of my homies who love that store. If you're into your fashion, if you're into your Japanese outerwear, like you're into your denim, you're into your like your proper fashion, and I don't mean like. Fast fashion. I don't mean you. Know, I don't mean um ASOS or Jaded London. I mean proper like knitted or proper stitching. Yeah. Kuroi is it's worth it's quite pricey, but it's worth the price that you're paying for. Yeah. And if you're very much about that type of culture, Kuroi is a place to go. Definitely go check it out. Hey? Yeah. Like I said, like I was only introduced to it very recently because of the, my friends, and I went there and I was like, "Yo, this shit is dope." I mean, this shit is dope. Um. It's not for everyone, but it's for those people that are a bit more aware of fashion. Definitely giving a shout out to them. And another store that I came across as well recently was Shop Mantle. That was shout in, out Mantle. Yeah, Mantle goes hard for sure. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Like that's in um, Northbridge. Uh yeah. Like if you got if you got the guap for a man, definitely, definitely giving a look at. Materials it, are crazy. Yeah, beautiful quality. material. Yeah. One of the best denims I've ever seen. That shit like stains your shoes, man. Like it's it's amazing. Heavy like heavy denim. Again, I came across that because of my homie. He took me there. I didn't even know about it. I never even heard of it, you mean? I think so, it's um, a yeah, Perth brand, but I think most of the clothes made in Japan, man, I believe. Yeah, man, Japan or Korea, I can't remember, but um, Japan, it's like a, it's a brother-sister, yeah. like it's like a brother-sister brand. I don't know, like, oh, no, it's a, it's a couple, so they... No, no, but like, it's like a sister brand of something else, I'm oh, pretty sure. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I can't remember what they told me, but um, these people, if you're, if you're very fashion-aware... Even if you don't want to buy something, yeah. definitely go Check and out, talk to them. Like these yeah. people have been around some very big designers. You mean so? Yeah, definitely. Oh, hopefully, hopefully get them on at some point because oh, I'm sure be they got a story. But yeah, mantle, amazing quality, and then the the branding behind it. I'm just For like, sure. I love the the brand, and uh, yeah, it's sick. That's it, really. I really can't name anywhere else. I mean, like you got Street X. I wouldn't shop at Street X, but. They are very much about like like you can't say Perth or Saint Street X. You mean I love what they've done. It's dope. If you're looking for a basic T-shirt, by all means, like a nice T-shirt that's got a bit of printing on it. Street X, that's cool and all. Um, you've got um, Lessons, who's now become an in-house store. Yeah, some nice pieces there. Um, and then you got of course Cabinet as well, which is another store to look at. We do have a bit of options, but if we just talk about me myself, I'm doing most of my shopping at Uniqlo and Cos and highs and lows. For sure and. Uh Lastly, what sort of advice would you give um, for DJs, you know, coming up in the scene oh, like to um, get themselves out there or find their style or like what What do you say to these young, young guys? Young There's guys. a study that said I'm pretty sure like 30 or 40% of DJs give up in the first three months. So if you want to be a DJ, like no, like ask yourself why. That's a huge question. With anything you do in life, 
Just ask yourself, why am I doing it? If you're doing it because you love it, then just go for it. But if you're kind of lost and you can't even answer that question, then who's going to make you believe it? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So for sure, um, know why you do it. Love what you do. Find your sound. Talk to the right people and just do it for the love of music. You feel me? For sure. For sure, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's not easy. So it's like, you got you to gotta have the passion for it. Keep going. Mm. Keep uh, connecting with people. Go to events. Something I say, out there. something I say, uh, sorry for cutting you off, man. I said it before, but I was like, being a DJ is easy. Being a good DJ is hard. Yeah. So remember that one. 100%. Alex, DJ Waves, thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate dope, you. Dope having a chat with you. Appreciate you. Um, where can people find you? Y'all, um, can, y'all can find me on Instagram, DJ underscore Waves. Y'all can find me at Culture Kings. Y'all can find me at the best clubs in Perth. Yeah, pop, pop in Culture Kings. Say hey. Pop in, yeah, say what's <laughs> up. If you want to be a DJ, come come say Wagwan. I'll give you, um, come spin on the decks. But um, for sure, yeah, you'll see me around. That's mad. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. That was our first kind of like stream on the YouTube. So if you want to catch the next YouTube live stream, make sure you subscribe, hit that notification bell, catch us on Instagram at Digital Careers Podcast. Um, hey, give us a review. This is my first time plugging it. So check it, it out. Dope experience. Um, and yeah, catch you guys soon. <laughs>